Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean here along with Zach Berman, Lincoln Financial Field, where the Eagles just beat the Redskins 28-13. They're still alive mm-hmm. for the first time this season, Zach. They've won two in a row. What do you think? I give them credit. Uh, after that New Orleans game, it was a, a line in the sand moment. They knew the margin forever slim. They knew they had to come to Philly and, and take care of business at home. And they did it. And I thought tonight really was uh, as well as they've played this year. That first Giants game's up there. The reality is, though, the Eagles uh, moved the ball consistently. And, you know, they had two cracks in inside the 10-yard line where uh, they did not score. If they score those, they put up 40. Washington really only had one big play on offense. Uh, so I thought it was a well-rounded game. You have to consider the opponent. That's not a good team they were playing. But it was the team that was on their schedule, and I give them credit. They, they, they did what they needed to do, and these next two games are crucial. Yeah, if they want to make the, uh, if they want to make the playoffs. Um, I'm not going to go big picture. Okay. I do want to talk about, uh, obviously, the next two games, but specifically the, first game, the next game in Dallas. But it seemed like on offense that Doug kind of came in with a good game plan. That I agree. They were going to be balanced. And, again, you and I have talked about this before. Um, we're not these guys that feel like you have to run just to run. Um, but I think it, it plays into right now what they need to do. Uh, they got to get a little more simple. Uh, we talked That was one of the buzzwords last week. And – it seems like they're kind of getting back to what they did when they were successful in parts of 2016 and really early in 2017 before they really got in a roll. So is you know, play action, yep. Carson under center, nakeds, bootlegs, high percentage throws just to get him going. And then, you know, even if maybe on the first down you don't get a lot of yards, you still go back to Josh Adams uh, or whatever running back and, and stay with him. Screens, we saw a lot of screens that were successful. Um, it seemed like the, the Redskins were playing a lot of man defense, I think, and that, that was a way to play off of that. Um, and it didn't, they didn't overly complicate things, even though I think there were a few times where Doug got, got in his own way and maybe Carson did as well. Um, but I think for the most part that was a successful game plan. Yeah, I thought the excuse me. I thought the first drive was impressive in that the the variance of it. I I I thought you touched on it well there. They really mixed a lot of different things. They had some tempo, some some regular huddle. They were under center. They were in the shotgun. They ran. They passed. They spread the ball around. They got Carson moving. I thought that was a, a really impressive drive, and it set the tone. For the rest of the game, uh, it was interesting. Lane Johnson said they're nowhere near last year. Yeah, um, but he's right. he's yeah, right. he's he's right. But then Zach Ertz said they're they're close, and he gave the example of Doug said they're close too. Yeah, uh, and and Ertz gave the the example of, of you know the the two scoreless trips inside the red zone. If they convert those, they they're scoring forty points. The big takeaway is they were moving the ball. They've had so many times this year. Yeah, but last year's team would have converted them. You know, if the queen oh, had yeah. ball, she'd be king. Is, is my <laughs> response to that? Yeah, but no. But I'm, I'm saying in terms of moving the ball, how many times this year have, have you seen three and out, three and out, 
Uh, and no, they moved the ball on this. On, and yeah. you know, here's my thing: the, the reason why I don't want to take too much away from it is this is a good defense. The, mm-hmm. This is you know they were missing some players, right? But you know, Kerrigan was still playing. Mm-hmm. Josh Norman was still playing. Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen is is a really good defensive tackle. He was still mm-hmm. playing. Uh, DJ Swearinger was mm-hmm. still playing. Haha Clinton Dix was still playing. I mean, they had good Josh players Norman, out there. Yeah. yeah, this is a defense that had been keeping pl- teams for the most part. Um, all, you know, from offenses from scoring a lot of points. So I don't want to take anything away from it. They, this is the most yards they put up all season, Zach, 436 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they almost nearly doubled them in times of possession. How many times did we see that last year from the exactly. Eagles team? So I, I think that, um, you know, Doug kind of got back to a win, winning formula. It helped that they got ahead early. Mm-hmm. It helped that they stuck with the run. And it helped that they had a lot of plays. I think over how many plays did they run? 72 plays to the Redskins, 42. That's a I mean, we've point. seen the opposite of that for the Eagles. For That's the most a, part, they've been the team that have been able exactly. to run plays. That's a great point. And, uh, I mean, think about their wins at home this year. Atlanta, week one, Indianapolis, the Giants last week. Those were all games that came down late in the fourth quarter. The Eagles haven't been able to put teams away this year. And I thought that was a big difference is, is that in the second half, uh, they, they put Washington away. You know, they they scored the touchdown early in the fourth quarter, and they got the two-point conversion. They got the interception. Like, this was a no-doubt game. Fans were leaving with five minutes to go, and that they haven't done that. And that was a staple of last year's team, kind of that, that knockout punch. So they showed it today. Yeah. I thought it was pretty much a no-doubt game when, when Colt McCoy well, – probably when yeah. Colt McCoy – Actually, probably when Alex Smith went down. Yeah, but it I was, mean, this, I, you know, yeah. again, like that's a good defense, but looking at the Redskins' offense, I mean, you know, Colt McCoy, they were able to move the ball a little bit on them, and then he got hurt. He, he broke his leg, mm-hmm. and then you had to go to Mark Sanchez, who two weeks ago wasn't even on the Redskins, and we all know a lot about Mark Sanchez here. Um, he, ha- he had some moments, he had a few throws. He ended the ball off terrific on that first Yeah, yeah play. exactly. Yeah. He went 90 yards. Yeah. Um, and I still almost still can't believe the Eagles were aggressive on that on that on that play. How about uh Peterson going for 90 yards and finishing the game with 98 yards? Like that that I think uh the, the, that, that sums up uh, that basically yeah. sums up the uh the Eagles defense. Yeah, today. And, and so Malcolm Jenkins usually tells it like it is. And when he was talking about the Peterson run, he he basically said that you know that that they didn't hold their gaps. Peterson got loose, uh, showed his speed. They bottled him up before. They bottled him up after, and that was just one play. You just got to kind of tip your yeah, cap. Yeah, I agree with that. But again, I mean, you you can't tell the story of this game without mention what what the what the Redskins had at quarterback. I mean, oh, I agree. Yeah. And, and that's why you and their not, offensive line. I mean, they lost Jonathan Cooper early in the game. They were already down to like their like fourth and fifth string yeah. guards. I mean, yeah, that's why this 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 notion that like you know I, I don't think the Eagles are back. I don't think all of a sudden they're they're favorites to make the playoffs um, because you need to consider they played against Mark Sanchez, but but they, they did what they had to do. Yeah, they couldn't afford to lose, and they, and and they won. I thought the offensive performance is more impressive than the defensive performance. And I that agree. to me is why maybe there's some momentum going into Dallas. Um, and, and by the way, Jason Kelsey, man. That great lead block on Darren Sproles. He played your touchdown. He, uh, he knocked out two guys. I mean, Jason Kelsey is certainly a guy that deserves uh, a Pro Bowl consideration when they, when, they, uh, when they announce those teams in the next few weeks. And, and he's someone who um, 
you know, he 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 really didn't make his injuries kind of um, noteworthy or 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 mention it. The team kept him quiet. It seemed like, but he wasn't himself in terms of his mobility earlier this season. Yeah, I think the knees better, back, but yeah. the elbow is still an issue. I mean, that yeah. just happened a few weeks ago. But I'm just saying, like seeing him run downfield. He yeah. wasn't doing that. No, he wasn't. They, they they weren't calling a lot of those yeah. plays. Uh, Carson Wentz, what'd you think? Uh, Twenty-seven of thirty-nine for three hundred six yards, two touchdowns, and interception. But you know, I think those numbers are kind of covering a little bit of how well he. Yeah, how, I thought covering how he actually played. I thought he played well, but he he missed like four or five throws. Um, yeah, throws that he usually makes. Yeah, so he had two potential touchdowns that he just missed. One to Aguilar, one to Goddard. Um, but then also the interception. And he said he'll be kicking himself. He forced that into Alshon. Yeah, he forced it into Alshon. But he did have, obviously, some good moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, the improvisational throw to Golden Tate on the first drive. I mean, yep. that was a beautiful touch pass. Uh, the later touchdown. In the, yeah, the touchdown pass to Golden Tate. He hit Jordan Matthews on a slant. They, he missed him on an earlier slant. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why Jordan Matthews all of a sudden is, the, is a red zone guy. I mean, give him credit for catching that second yeah. touchdown. But I thought... That was an odd call on first down. I mean, just go to Zach Ertz. Um, now they, you know, they did go to Ertz a fair amount, 10, 10 targets, but he caught nine of eighty-three, nine of uh, ten targets for eighty-three pat, eighty-three yards. Golden Tate, seven of seven for eighty-five yards. Getting him involved was key. Uh, obviously, caught his first touchdown with the Eagles. We should mention now that I'm mentioning targets and and pass distribution. There was a report from ESPN um, citing a team source that said that um, the offensive problems were related to targeting Zach Ertz too much and, and that they hadn't, you know, they had gotten away from the run. The, the, the interesting point, of course, is, is that they're targeting Zach Ertz too much. Ertz came into this game with 111 targets. He caught 84 of them for like 76%. I mean, it, it, to me, if there's any, if there's an issue with that, and maybe you could say, okay, maybe they're not throwing the ball downfield enough because they're targeting yeah. Zach Ertz, but I don't think that's the case at all. I just did a huge story on on the Eagles' deep ball problems, and to me, actually, I was thinking they should throw to Ertz more down the field because he caught five and five passes over twenty yards. Um, yeah, I would throw to I would throw to Ertz more. So exactly, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't understand the whoever the the source is. Um, Carson Wentz was asked about it. He said. He mentioned the same thing I just mentioned. Now he says if it was an issue, certainly would be something we looked into. But to me, catching the percentage of passes that he's catching is a lot. Uh, Zach Ertz seemed a little um, put off by by the report, as you can imagine, mm-hmm. because, I mean, to me, he's probably the best player on the team this year. Um, what do you make of it? What, you know, what's your theory? Here? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like, you look at how efficient he's been, how productive he's been. You can make a compelling case they should throw to him more often. You know, it's it's like the joke about the the investor who someone talks about diversifying and he has one great stock and it's like I should just invest more in that because it's working. Like, look at you going all finance on. <laughs> well, that's actually uh, it. It's from Sam Hankey's resignation letter. But I thought if I mentioned Sam Hankey with you, we'll go down a different rabbit hole. <laughs> nah, so, I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a Hankey so, hater. At one thirty in the morning, uh, um, yeah. So I I was I was paraphrasing, but he was he was quoting Charlie Munker. Anyways, um, <laughs> and that being said, they should get the ball to Zach Works as much as they can. Defenses haven't been able to stop him. He's just he's kind of at the apex of his game right now. In terms of route running, in terms of getting open, him and Carson have a strong connection. I, I do think just in terms of keeping everyone happy, you have a lot of mouths to feed. Spreading the ball around helps there. Uh, but un- un- unless defenses are stopping Zach Ertz, 
I'll keep throwing them the ball. I, I do think that there's a case to be made that they haven't been passing Alshon Jeffrey enough. Only 15 targets over the previous four games. Sure. And he was cat. I think he caught like 10 of them or something like that. So was it's not like he's not catching a high percentage of targets yeah, and, himself. And this is kind of like, you know, I, I think if you talk to Doug Peterson in private moments, he, he'd probably say, like, you're asking me about getting the ball to Alshon. You're asking me about getting the ball to Golden Tate. You're asking me about running. Like how uh, there's how a lot of miles to field. Now they exactly. had they had 72 in there for a while there. They didn't have a lot of plays. Exactly. Yeah, they had 72 plays this game, but Alshon still only got f- uh, five targets. He caught three of those for 31 yards. The one interception that Carson threw was was to Alshon. He's kind of forcing it in there. But I mean, if Alshon's the uh, team source behind this, I can't see how he's uh, he's upset um, with the way the Eagles have played overall. Yeah, I would go into a game trying to get 10 targets. To Zach Ertz and eight to ten to Alshon Jeffrey, and then kind of fill in the rest. Yeah, Golden Tate. I mean, it seems like some of the targets that used to go to Alshon seem to be going a little bit to Tate. Tate was efficient tonight. What seven, right? of, seven, seven of seven? Aguilar was four of eight. And Peterson said on on Tate's catches, he 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 really wasn't kind of the primary, but just worked his way open. My thing is, I think Alshon Alshon's your top outside guy. You got to get keep him involved, and a lot I of times. That. We've heard this, you know, all last year. We heard if if, if he's, he's not even covered if he's covered. So I, Carson does seem a little more reluctant to throw those passes. But when you talk about efficiency, like last year, Ashan wasn't very wasn't efficient. very efficient. Yeah, exactly. And Carson threw him a sh- threw yeah. A shit Carson of passes. really tried to target him last year. Um, defensively, we should point out some of the. Uh, some of the standout guys. I mean, Nate Gary with an interception. How about that? Yeah, nice diving interception. I mean, as our colleague Paul Domwich noted, he was he was the only linebacker playing with with two hands. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Nigel Bradham, as we all know, broke uh, broke his thumb last week. Kamu um, uh, Grugier Hill has a broken thumb. Charlie, they broke my thumbs. It's like these guys are in the Pope of Greenwich. Greenwich you ever see the movie Pope no. of Greenwich Village? For no. my time, Eric Roberts. Yeah. They broke my th- All right, uh, Brandon Graham had a sack. Fletcher Cox had a sack. Malcolm Jenkson, Jenkins had a sack. Um, Jenkins' sack was really Cox's sack, by the way. Yeah, yeah. You know, Fl- Cox- uh, Fl- Fletcher had a good ga- Fletcher had a good game. Yeah, and um, he needed it. He was playing against the third string guard. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I would hope so. Um, he really pushed the pocket. But I mean, I don't know. How, I don't know what else there is to say about the defense. I mean, they give up ninety yard touchdown run, but for the most part, they really kept Mark Chan- Sanchez in check. But Sanchez is is. Yeah, that, I, mean, I mean, that's a bad Some team. of those, you know, and some of it was just that they, I'm sure the, the playbook was cut in half. I mean, there were some plays where, like, he'd roll out and there'd be no one there. Yeah. I mean, like, I clearly. Think, I think talent eventually catches up to you in the NFL. They were winning games earlier this year by just taking care of the ball and forcing turnovers. And, it, you know, I mean, you look at that team tonight, I, I think the Giants are better than Washington. Like, next week, yeah, I'm going to pick agree. the Giants over Washington. You know? I agree, yeah. So... If uh, anything else from the from the game in particular before I, before we start talking big picture, I mean Josh Adams just had had a, a strong workman like game, eighty five yards. Yeah, he's. A, carries. I mean, we we talked about this before, but a patient runner. Yeah, I mean just 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 did his job, and I think you, you know, I mean, I don't mean to, to rip on Wendell Smallwood, but you know, the Eagles had a phase there in October, and November when it was like they were feeding Wendell Smallwood. It wasn't just, no, it was all season. I mean, it was yeah. all, well, is that when Jay Ajayi yeah, went Yeah, Jay Ajayi went, went But even when he wasn't, he was still getting a fair amount yeah. of carries. And it's pretty clear 
Like like Josh Adams is their best back in terms of running. Well, and then you know they'll they'll mix in Corey Clement and, and Darren Sproles, and that's I, I think that's their recipe. We, the rest we of should the way. talk about Sproles' return real quick. He had four carries to twenty two yards and, and that touchdown run, which was you know Kelsey obviously had a big block and there's a lot of space there, but he had a, he had to run through a guy at the yeah. end to get in the end zone, and he set it up with with a fourteen year old with a fourteen yard punt return. Yeah, yeah, uh, I thought it was fifteen, but. It, um, yeah. I didn't understand going to Sproles in that early third and four in the ground. Like his first touch Not, from yeah, scrimmage I agree. after a three-month, only nearly three-month layoff was kind of an odd call, I thought, for Doug Peterson. Doug had a couple dubious moments in terms of like that yeah, fourth, the fourth and goal one. In the one. I yeah. did, you take Ertz off the field. Uh, you're probably thinking you're probably thinking run there. You have Carson under center and just Josh Adams in the backfield. Not one of Doug's better moments. But the O-line's um, got a block there. You know, you got, you gotta gotta yeah, you got to execute, but I think sometimes you're not helping your your players execute if you're if you're you're, you're making obvious calls. Yeah, I I would roll out Carson there. I'd give your give your elite quarterback, your elite franchise quarterback, something to do there. Like to me, you know, and I, I wrote about this, so so maybe I'm I'm kind of pumping up my story, but like good things happen when Carson's on the move, and I'm not saying he's tuck it and scramble, but I'm saying like like but you, when when you allow him to improvise, when when he's doing the bootlegs, like you mentioned. That's when he's at his best. Yeah, I mean they've scored obviously down there, but I just thought fourth and one, and then taking Ertz off the field, um, not not particularly great. I thought overall though, I, I got to give Doug th- Doug thumbs up. I thought he had a he had a pretty solid game, had a good game plan. Yeah. I thought the game game uh, the play calling was solid, and, and he and he didn't get away from the run. Because um, again, I think that's got to be the formula for this team, which leads us to our next topic real quick before we we part. Um, is this you know is this game is this uh, you know, offensive game plan sustainable against the Cowboys, and you know what? What would you do uh, going in against the team that right now is probably one of the hotter teams in the NFL? Yeah, um, you know, it's it's an interesting question uh, because the Cowboys are playing really well, and you can look at that Saints game and kind of get caught up in it. Um, but I mean, the Eagles were favored when they played Dallas here. It was not too long ago when. When the obituaries in Dallas this season were right, right. prepared, so I, I think the Eagles can beat the Cowboys. Funny how things turn quickly. I mean, so which tells yeah. you that you know anything is possible. The, the key is this: like I, I look at the Eagles' win in Dallas last year, and 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 the, and the Eagles were the more physical team. Like like they won at the line of scrimmage, and uh, and that's what it's going to take to beat Dallas next week. Uh, Dallas's defense is playing at a really high level. Uh, but you know, I, I I keep thinking back to like what Corey Unlin said during the off season when he was talking about that Dallas game, and he said they made Dallas quit. Um, and like the Eagles need to be, they, they they need to play with much more physicality than they did in that first Dallas. Yeah, game. I mean, That's this, is a, this is the different Dallas team yeah. in terms of you know, especially with <laughs> with everything that they have on the but like on the if, line. If the Eagles win on the O line and they win on the D line, they're going to win the game. Well, the O line is it seems to be playing better. On the last, they've had a lot. You know, last two weeks they've had strong performances. No sacks this week. But real um, quick, injuries on on both lines that we are going to monitor during the yeah. Last Jason days. Uh, Peters left late in the game. Was kind of visibly upset. Doug Peterson said sounded like someone rolled over on him. I saw him at his locker stall. Did he talk? I, I think our colleague Marcus Hayes uh, mentioned that he said he's good. So. Um, yeah, didn't see – and um, Lane Johnson said the same thing. Yeah, Jason Peters, this is from Marcus Hayes, left the game early, but when he left the locker room, he was not limping. Quote, I'm good. 
Tim Dernigan did leave. Uh, he didn't play way early. Basically, didn't play. Yeah, no, no, he didn't play at all. Oh, I thought I thought he. Uh, no, he didn't start. Helodiana started, and um, so he must have. I don't know when he had the back yeah, spasms. Yeah, the, uh, the Eagles had called it. Yeah, Peterson addressed that and said. Um, oh, I missed that part. Said uh, that the back spasms happened during warmups. Peterson said for precautionary reasons they kept him out, but. I mean, how much? Yeah, I mean, how much can you rely on them now going forward? I mean, especially you know, the back yeah. is not the neck, but you got to think that it's probably there's some sort of that's a concern. It's yeah. a big concern. You can't think it, but it's certainly fair to speculate whether it has anything to do with his neck injury. Um, okay, last question. You asked me this, uh, I think, on the elevator up or mm-hmm. something. What's the Eagles' record when they come back from um, when they come back to, to Philadelphia for the Texans? Seven and seven. So you think they beat Dallas and they lose to the Rams? Yeah, I do. Oh, actually, I don't know. I, um, I, I, I got to study this Dallas game more. Um, I mean, the, I mean the, maybe they, the Cowboys are, are, you know, could be a kind of a letdown after, but they also have, what, an additional three days rest? Yeah, the Eagles, had, rest. the Eagles had a bye week before the last game. Dallas was on a short week. I don't know. It's hard sometimes, to say. Sometimes too much made yeah. of that. I mean, maybe it's, it's, it's the other way around. Maybe they lose to Dallas and then they – Beat a Rams team that's already clinched the division. I don't know. No, because they'll be playing for the conference. They'll still be playing for the conference. But I'm saying sometimes that. Eh, that no, there's a lot to play. That's on. true. That's true. They're playing for home field. Um, uh, but you know they're two tough games. I'm gonna say six and eight because I just, I just they're six and eight. The season's over. Yeah. Like well, the I, game I, I think they'd lose the Dallas. The season's over. No, okay. I know. I know that they're still technically alive because that that means they're two behind. The yeah. Cowboys with three to play. I know that means it's still. I know that the wild card's still up for grabs, but I don't see them winning both uh, against the Rams and the Texans. They'll lose at least yeah. one of those. So to me, next next week's the season. Next week, oh, is I the agree. Season. Because I, I I still think the division. I still think their pathway to the playoffs if they make it's the division. I know there's wild card scenarios, but I still don't think that's happening. So uh, yeah, they need to win in Dallas. I think they can. I got to study that game more. It's hard not to be impressed with what Dallas did last week, but you don't want you don't want to be a prisoner of the moment either. You know, they're not. You know, I mean, you know, Dak Prescott is is fine. I mean, getting Cooper really helped him, and they have Zeke, and um, that defense right now is playing at a high level. I also think the Eagles are are, are going to be much healthier for that game. I, I mean, I, I think now Jalen Mills had a walking boot on, but. It, it certainly sounds like Mills and Maddox could get close to return. I think if you're banking on anything, it's like Doug seems to have the formula down. Mm-hmm. Like at least he just he knows what this team could do at this point, and they're starting to get a little bit of rhythm and chemistry going. Because you heard guys like Jason Kelsey talk about after the game about and Lane Johnson and Zach. A lot of these guys talked about you know early in the season we have Carson for two weeks, and we had some guys Alshon Jeffrey and other guys coming back. They keep kind of focusing on that, and maybe there's a little bit of truth to that. It could be a case of too little, too late, though. Yeah, as as, as we've seen in the past, season sweeps are are, are tough unless the team's clearly better than the other team. I just think at some point they have to they have to kind of like just they, they I don't think they can rely on this all because I just don't know how much you can rely on Josh Adams. But we'll see. I just got off topic because I wanted to wrap it up. Anyway, uh, thanks a lot, guys, for listening to the Bird's Eye View podcast. We'll talk to you. It's a short week uh, heading to Dallas, but uh, we'll hopefully get to you two times. That's Zach Brown on Jeff McLean.